Welcome this week of Being in the Boom, the podcast. Big week this week, man. We got a, a, a pretty big game mm-hmm. on the horizon this weekend. And I know this was the week I told you I would have some very special guests. And I do got that guest. But I'm going to try to punch it in. We're going to do a, a phone call where we're going to integrate that into uh, this podcast. But it's going to be a little bit later on. But, yeah, uh, Penn State week, man. State what, what are your week. thoughts, man? Are you excited? I am excited. Even uh, though Penn State did, you know, take an L and all that. Yeah, I mean – it kind of makes it look bad because, okay, they lost to Minnesota. Then Minnesota goes out to Iowa and lose to Iowa. Right. So it's like, ah, look what's really going on, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, you know, any team that we play, they're going to give us their best game. And knowing Penn State, you know, we've had the last three games have been crazy, like, close. You know what I'm saying? Very good game. So um, I'm excited to see what, the, see, see what happens. I mean, obviously, I, 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 I feel like the Buckeyes are – are gonna win. I, honestly, I feel like it's one. Of, it's gonna be one of those games where, you know, it may it may be kind of close in the you know the beginning. You know, maybe first half. I think we're gonna pull away and win big. Man, this is uh, it's big for a number of reasons. Um, we know obviously, you know, now is the time to where the college football playoff. Uh, it's kind of meaning something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're dissecting and evaluating teams harder than they have before. And then you also get Chase Young back. Oh, so you know you're getting a guy that's saved that. Though. You know, we're, we're gonna talk about he's that. gonna have a chip on the shoulder coming back into this week. Um, but going back and looking at the, the grand scheme of things is that you know Penn State they did lose, they did take some L's to Minnesota, and um, it, it makes Ohio State's resume not look as strong at it poss- as it possibly could have. Because at one point in time, I want to say, what Penn State was they four or five? Um, Gosh, yeah, I mean they, the, they they were up there. I mean, yeah, they were four. They, they were in the uh, playoff pictures, you know, when it first came out with the with the rankings, man. And to see them kind of fall, I think, what are they, eight now? Yeah, I don't know where they are right yeah. now, but, I mean, take a dip off. Yeah. It's going to look like, okay, Ohio State, they, they, who do they really play? And, but, and it makes the Big Ten not look as, as, as strong. But to me, I think it makes them look even stronger, in my opinion. I know okay. from the outside looking in, if you're not yeah. within the conference, you got to look saying, at it and yeah. say – <clears throat> the Big Ten is weak, but right. we got all these teams that are knocking each other off on a week by week basis, mm-hmm. and you have them. Uh, you have some of those teams, respectively, slated in the top ten mm-hmm. uh, college football playoff rankings. Right. Uh, to me, as a whole, it makes it look like a better conference overall. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, man, getting to this week, getting to this game, dude, this is one of those games that could make or break Ohio State. Oh. Now we can't afford to lose a game. No. But I don't think this is one of them. Yeah. I don't think this is one of those teams or one of those games that we can afford to lose and still get into the college football playoff. Um, even if we went on to win the Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. I think this game would have a huge asterisk next to it, and you would have them dissecting and evaluating this game and this loss if Ohio State was to lose much more than any other game that we'd have being you know, Michigan the rest of the way. In my opinion, uh, like you said, we can't lose a game at all. It doesn't matter what game it is. No matter who we're playing, we can't lose a game at all because it's just like the uh, committee look. They already have like a down, like they're always like, okay, we don't want to put this team in there because we feel like they're gonna do what they did when they played against Clemson. Mm-hmm. So people already look at us that way. So if if we have one loss, they're not putting us in there at all. So I think they will. I just don't think if that one loss comes to Penn State. Well, well, it is kind of different because it, it seems like. All of, all of the, like, top teams, you know, I mean, Alabama lost, mm-hmm. you know, um, LSU, who they, they? They haven't lost. But yeah, I mean, they haven't lost, but I'm saying, like, if they was to take a loss, it's like, could you, would you not put them in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, that's like a team, like, 
it's almost like I'm not gonna say they're in there already, but it's like it's hard not to put that team in there no, I think, off their wins. You know, off the wins. I think LSU was a team that would probably, if they did take a loss, they uh, gonna get in. They would probably still get in. Yeah. yeah. I just feel, in my personal opinion, if we was to lose a game, you know, obviously we got Penn State, and Michigan left. Mm-hmm. If we was to lose to one of those teams, I think the committee would be like, you know what, we can't. We I don't can't. see the reason why I think. Ohio State could afford to lose next week is because they'll look at that a little bit differently. I don't think you look at Michigan um, and the Ohio State rivalry and sit there and say if Ohio State was to lose, that you got to negate them and, and, and you know put a, 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 a minus mark uh, so strong to where it's going to say, you know what, these guys could go on and win a Big Ten championship and we're still not going to put them in because they lost to Michigan. No, you understand this is one of the biggest rivalries in sports. Absolutely. And you understand – where Jim Harbaugh is. Jim Harbaugh's back is against the wall. So you got to evaluate every little scenario when you're looking at this game and looking at the win-loss uh, and the winner or loser of this uh, this game. Um, I know the, we're at Penn State, but we, we're talking – we're going a little bit ahead. We're talking about the college football playoff because we know it's on the horizon for this team. Yeah. But Penn State isn't one of those games. They lose, the, uh, they lose to Minnesota, Minnesota and uh-huh. they just haven't looked overall uh, as impressive right. – that's probably the college football playoff committee even thought in the beginning and pitting right. them at number four anyways. Right. 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 So, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting man. game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, looking forward to it. Like I said, I feel like they're going to bring, you know, their best game. But I, I just feel like, you know, with the way that we've been playing and getting Chase Young back, man, it's almost it's, it's almost like how is Penn State on the same field as us? You know? 100%. And that, that's just my opinion. But obviously, you know, it's going to be a hard-fought game because, I mean – It's Penn State. I, I mean – And you, they feel like they have something to prove. Yeah. And we kind of spoiled the last couple games the last couple of years. I mean, if you want to be honest, uh, what, was it two years ago when Saquon was there? Uh, there? Yeah, a couple of his freshman year and, ran wild. And they was beating us. Mm-hmm. I was actually at the game. It was freezing, and I ended up leaving. Spence, can you throw a headset on real quick? I'm sorry, man. I need you. Um I'm bringing in Spencer. Spencer's okay. our fat guy. He knows the facts more so than I know right. the facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to know what that scenario looks like with Penn State if they were to win out, beat Ohio State, and what's the likelihood of them getting to no. the uh, the Big Ten Championship and possibly into the college football playoff? Oh, okay, okay. Well, and the thing is, if Ohio State wins, Ohio State's in the in almost in the playoff, right? Because if they lose to Michigan, it, it wouldn't matter. They would still win the Big Ten, and it would be a one loss in Ohio State the way they've looked. Oh, with the win over Penn State, the win over Wisconsin, the win over then-ranked Michigan State, I think they'd be in regardless. And the win over Cincinnati, which looks better every week. Right. Um, if Penn State wins, it's going to be really hairy for Ohio State because if Ohio State, then Penn State wins the Big Ten East and Ohio State's out of the Big Ten. Yes, because, that's how it looks. That's, that's, all Penn that's State the question ha- I had. All Penn State has to do after that is beat Rutgers. Right. So Beat Rutgers, go to the Big Ten Championship, potentially win the Big Ten Championship. and Penn State 10. I mean, they're not going to leave the Big Ten champ out like that with one loss, especially with all the other teams behind it with one loss. Oklahoma's got one loss. Alabama's got a loss. It, it just wouldn't make sense. So with this scenario, though, I, mean, I really wonder, um, could we be looking at a situation to where, and do you think it ever happened? And I want the, the answer from both of you guys, um, where, Ohio, where the, the playoff has Two Big Ten teams. You think they'll ever take two Big Ten teams? Well, it could have happened had if Penn State had beaten Minnesota, and this was an undefeated ten and zero versus ten and zero. Okay, got you. Penn State would probably have to beat Ohio State. Ohio State would have one loss mm-hmm. and pro- maybe get the four seed, while Penn State's like the one or the two seed. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, if if Ohio State beat Penn State when Penn State was undefeated, 
Penn State probably would have had a harder time getting in. Right. But it's Ohio State. I mean, exactly. they say the brands don't matter, but. They absolutely matter. I mean, the first year of the playoff, TCU, Baylor, Ohio State, who went in? Yeah, but my thing is, man, if this game goes down to the wire, it's a nail body. We're talking about a four-quarter matchup uh, to where, you know, it's coming down to the final two minutes of the game. Penn State pulls it out. They won't. Yeah, I don't think they will, but I'm, I'm just giving – I'm playing devil's advocate <laughs> yeah, here. I'm giving yeah, a bunch of different scenarios yeah, for, their, yeah, yeah. I, for the sake you. of the playoff committee. Right. Penn State pulls it out. All right, they go on to the Big Ten Championship. They win the entire Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You got Ohio State there that looked impressive all year long. You lost in the final two minutes of the game, and you go out, you destroy Michigan, and now you're just sitting and waiting in this situation. And What's ex- that? But you have the exact same problem as Alabama does then. Well, no. They, they get to play because Ohio State would get to play Michigan, just like Alabama would get to play Auburn. Neither of them would get to go to the, but the, the, the their championship game. The big deal with Alabama is if you're smart and you're the playoff committee, how much do you evaluate and you look at them and say, you know what, they don't have their best player. So we're not going to put them in there because their best player is out. With Ohio State, if we take a loss – I don't think you're running into that issue because we still have all our yeah. all our guys. Yeah, all our yeah, I know you're playing devil's advocate, but I'm with yeah, Boomer. On this one. I, don't, I don't think you're going to have to worry <laughs> right. about that. That's why that's why I got this line as as fat as it is. Too. Oh man! So uh, while we got you right here, we might as well talk about what, how we fared last week. Uh, you might not want to talk about it, Beanie. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I know. It's uh, your boy. How we fared last week at BetDSI. <laughs> at BetDSI.com. Check them out. I Make your pain. bets. Use promo code Beanie100. I wanted to get, get that out the way and tell me, how bad was it? Uh, you were two and five. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Man, this is brutal right here, man. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You were three, three and one, two, three, four. Three and four. That's still not great, man. I'm, I'm still losing money. I mean, nonetheless, you guys start. You guys start going with boom. I know he's five come, and two, dude. And, and I, I gave him shit, and he always giving me a hey, so much hey, shit. He always gives me man. all of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Pause. <laughs> We're just gonna. Hey, you're watching me now. I'm throwing it in the trash. Yeah, please yeah, throw it away. Please. I don't want to see it. It's ugly. Um, what do, what do we have for this week? This week, well, it's a light slate because SEC plays Georgia Southern and. Uh, Mercer and those teams. Before right we now. do that, man, we're getting ready to get to our at bed DSI picks. But how in the hell does the SEC continually pull that off every single year to where they get essentially a bye week in the middle of the season playing these well, they usually, teams in which there's no competition? So, like Georgia opened the year with Vanderbilt, right. So that's a week. that's a conference game week one. So instead of playing Florida Atlantic like Ohio State did, right? Georgia just played their cupcake Com- game. Later in the season, because they played a conference game week one. That's how they do it. They start their conference play, I think, like week three, where Ohio State usually starts at week four or five. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it's different. But I hate that, though, because it's essentially you're getting a bye week. It's, tr- it's really strategic. You get a chance to get guys though. healthy. It's really strategic. I remember we did it a, a couple of years ago. I think, uh, not a couple of years ago, when I was playing, I think in 2007, we may have played uh, Kent State super late. I don't remember. And I remember we played Kent State super late, and this was a game in which I was banged up a little bit. Uh, I was having an ankle injuries. Did I play? <laughs> I think you were red at the time. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I think you were red okay, So okay, we were yeah. banged up. Um, I was banged up. And nonetheless, we played Kent State. And I, I get two carries. I get out the game and I'm chilling. But that's what this is for those guys. I mean, they get a chance to so rest their like players. That? No, I don't like it. I mean, at, at I'm this saying, I'm saying for. Well, if I'm playing, then I'll. That's what I'm, I'm saying if, if Ohio State was in this situation, would you like that? Well, I mean, I think I would if it was my team. But. And if I think it would be fair if it was across the board, so we're midway through the year, well, back in through the year. Clemson gets yeah, this every in, week. In, uh, <laughs> in 2007, Ohio State played Kent State October 13th. 
Yeah. So it was a little later yeah, than little normal, later but than it normal. wasn't in November like these SEC right. schools Right, exactly. Do. I mean, that's what I hate about it. Unless it's standard across the board to where these guys are getting a break, a bye week, chance to rest people and get guys back healthy. Why are we doing it at this point? And then I would be scared as a coach because you know how it is. Your level of competition drops when you're playing sucky teams because, you know, you're about to go out and dominate them. But anyways, nonetheless, man, where are we at with our bet DSI picks, man? And let me see how much money am I going to win and not give away this week. Bean, you didn't even score a touchdown in that game. Come on, man. <laughs> I did score a touchdown. You did? Two carries, 14 yards, one tub. Wow. Pull it up. Pull it up the box score. Seven, I remember my stats, man. Seven, hey, hey, it hey. might be 2 for 15. What was, <laughs> hey. You pull up the box score? Uh, hey. I'm looking for it. That's one thing my dude does remember. He remember all his stats. I, I remember. I, I can't remember nothing. Say it again. 2007, Ohio State versus Kent State. Will is over there looking it up. I want to I wanna see if I'm accurate. That game. I want to say 2 for 14 or 2 for 15 in a TD. Well, I'll, I'll give you these picks, and then we'll get, the, right. get the results. <laughs> all right, cool. See if you nailed it. Well, he's got it right now. He's got it right now. Dang, what, what you, Yeah, he, he's got it. What, what do we got? Let's see where I'm at. How accurate am I? Four carries for 17 and one TD. Four carries? <laughs> I thought it was only two. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Brandon C. nine carries for 69. Casey, Casey Christian. I remember Casey. Hey. Had a, Casey. Bro, that was yeah, the trust was giving everybody the ball. Bro, you know who was the quarterback for Kent State? Oh, yeah. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman was the QB. Uh, Crazy. That was Julian Edelman's numbers? Four, four, four for ten. Four for ten. <laughs> and a pick. Right. So, all right, Ohio State minus 19. Ohio State minus 19. Give it to me. I'm going with Ohio State, man, in this situation. I know I just sat back here and I just played devil's advocate and I just talked about, you know, what if Penn State did this. But like you said, boom, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think we're going to have anything to worry about. Dude, this is different. This is a different team. Yeah, This team has a chip on their shoulder because they are going back and and being reminded of last season. They are going back and being reminded of a couple of years ago with Penn State and what transpired. Why do they got this team playing, dude, at another level? And I can't – like. I can't I, believe it because he's still in his first his, his first year, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Um, I think we covered the 19 points just because of the simple fact that Ryan Day, I think he's 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 trying to prove something to the committee that, like, we're not going to give y'all no reason not to put us in there. Right. We're going to show y'all that we are the best team in the country right now. We're going to show you that we could do whatever we could do whatever we want to do against Penn State and make it happen. So, real quick, before we jump back to our Bet DSI picks – so we got five people in the room. It's myself, it's Boom, it's Spence, it's Berm, and it's Will. I'm getting ready to ask all you guys a question. So we might have to pit the mic towards them so we can hear. I know it's super early in his career. Will Ryan Day have a better career at Ohio State than Urban Meyer? I think it's too early to say right now. He no, recruits. You got, you, got, you got to give me an answer. You got, he you, recruits at, a, at such a high level. He might be Ryan Day, and I might default. I might throw this over to Berm right after, but... He recruits at such a high level. He might be the best recruiter Urban Meyer had. And to, to have him so, as the head coach. So, it, at, at that note, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, too. Burn, what, what, you, what you got on that one? We're bringing in Jeremy Birmingham over here, man. This is a deep question. Urban lost, what, nine games mm-hmm. in seven years? Uh, I think it's preposterous to assume that anybody will be better than him, considering everything that he did and how quickly they were able to come in change a program that had some staleness to it. Mm-hmm. I think that Ryan's numbers are going to be great. 
but you have to consider where his starting point is based on or compared to where Urban started. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 91-9 or whatever he did in those seven years is stupid. Like It's ridiculous. It's stupid. I mean, that's losing one game a year. So unless we're assuming that Ryan Day and the Buckeyes are going to lose less than one game a year uh, for his tenure, then no, it's impossible for him to be better. Than but real quick, stay on there. Do you think we'll have the issues in which we had with Urban Meyer to where we have the Michigan State games to where all of a sudden he's out thinking himself and we're losing those games because, all right, We'll I'm find, the big bad wolf. I'll tell you what. You'll find out on Saturday. All right. If all right. That fair issue enough. Issue is going to pop back up. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll tell you that last Saturday, if Ohio State had been playing at Illinois last Saturday instead of at Rutgers, who's obviously not even worthy of being in the Big Ten at this point, <laughs> if they're playing like a team that was that's struggling but playing good football at right. Illinois, I think that last week could have been a an issue. Okay. I mean, if I know that the Buckeyes took Justin Fields out after the first half and, you know, they kind of just reeled it in. But, like, there was a pretty lacking energy team. Oh, 100%. I agree. And that's what happened at Purdue and Iowa. And, you you know, I, I don't know that that's the same thing. And, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. They go out and they still won by 35 points and all that stuff. But I'm, this weekend is when you find out. Right. It, and we were talking about it before, you know, you guys started the show. But, like, 2015 Michigan State is a very uh, comparable situation to this weekend against Penn State, where there's no reason they should have lost that game. Michigan was the week after they had they were clearly the best team in the country, mm-hmm. uh, but weird things happen, and then hey. you look at the weather, and then you 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 got chance for snow and rain and 40 degrees. It's and a new day. You're playing a team that has good <laughs> players on it, right? Uh, Big picture is Ryan Day going to be better than Urban Meyer. It would be one hell of a difficult task. I almost feel like I'm disrespecting Urban Meyer by even asking this question, but Ryan Day's been so good out the gate, how can I not? I mean, obviously he's undefeated in his career. I mean, (laughs) uh, Urban didn't do that, but Urban started at Bowling Green. So uh, I'm I'm fascinated to see how Ryan does with all of Ryan's pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the program that he inherited is Urban Meyer's program. 100%. And uh, it was – set up beautifully it was completely intact obviously jim trussell did a great job in in getting ohio state to be the the standard bearer of the big 10 but when he left the program there was a a gap happening and there was a little bit of a talent uh issue starting to rear its head obviously the off the field stuff that was going on that had people wondering about ohio state but you don't ryan is in a pretty darn good position to start his career 100 percent uh He's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's I think it's crazy to suggest that anyone's going to be better than Urban Meyer. But like, yeah, there are reasons to think that right now. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, a lot can a lot can happen in a year. I mean, doesn't it just suck that he's going to be compared to Urban all the time? Though? Like, no, for for Ryan. No, <laughs> Dude, I, I talked <laughs> like about he's this. going to be a fantastic coach. Oh, he like, is. 100%. No, no, but like, he's going to be great, and yet. If you know, if he loses, if he goes ten and two one year, people will be like, "Well, Urban never did that." Mm. Like it, it, because that's a down year for Ohio State. Ten games is a down <laughs> year for Ohio State. If he ever went like eleven and two and won like the Rose Bowl, uh, wait, Urban went thirteen and one when he won the Rose Bowl. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. it's it's the, he could win a national championship the very next year. Like I said, go ten and two, and people will be like, "Not as good as Urban." But the thing is, I mean, you got to look at who he's following here, and we're getting a little bit off where we were going, but. Hell, 
Jim Trestle, John Cooper, Earl Bruce, Urban Meyer, like the, the bed is kind of set. Like you got to make it to the College Football Hall of Fame. You got to be a Hall of Fame coach. This is who all the coaches before you. You have no choice but to be a Hall of Fame coach. Woody, Paul Brown. Uh, bro, it's – The list goes on. It, it, I mean, <laughs> that's it. So you have that standard is already set. You have to be a Hall of Fame coach. You have to win a national championship, although, you know, a couple of those guys in there didn't do it. But I just think it's something different about this dude, man. You look at the way Nick Saban um, and Alabama, how they were and how they won and how now you're starting to see maybe the tide change a little bit. And the tide is changing because I was looking at something today and and, uh, I can't remember what program it was I was watching or what radio show I was listening to. But the tide is changing because now we're at a point to where I don't believe that the coach any longer can be upon my chest. This is going to be my way or the highway. We're going to go hard, balls to walls. Mm. I don't think that coach is going to prevail any longer in college football. So the style of the way that Urban Meyer was in his career, the way that Nick Saban is, I don't think those coaches are going to be successful anymore because you got a new age of player coming in. You got a new age of recruit. You got social media in its platform, um, and you got this transfer portal in play now to where, all right, guys and coaches in particular are going to have to make their players happy. You're going to have to make your coaching staff happy. And you're going to have to get these guys that want to play for you and want to get these guys to coach for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's going to work anymore. That's why I think we'll see after this year, I think we'll see Alabama go back to being an Alabama uh, the way they were when I was in school, which it was non-existent. Hey, I'm about to say irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your thought on that? He, he, he. I don't think Saban's going to go anywhere. You don't I think, think they're going to be really good. Like, look at his recruiting classes; they're insane. He just it's it's a machine. It's almost like Urban's program. He built it. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to step in, and it's going to be. He's a right. great coach. I mean, you look at all the schools he's he's. I mean, except for when he was at Michigan State, I don't think they were. He beat the Buckeyes. Oh, they beat Ohio State. State. It was good as hell. Was, they beat the best team in the country. I, I can't remember. Honestly. They beat one of the best teams in Ohio State history. Oh, man, no doubt. 98? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, he was at Kent State, and I don't even know what they did at Kent State, but Michigan State, LSU. Right. Yeah, I was going to say LSU. Nobody even remembers that he was with the Dolphins. <laughs> like, if I told somebody on the street right now, do you know Nick Saban coached the Dolphins? They'd be, oh, like, no, did <laughs> they'd be like, no, I didn't know that. Did he oh, coach Toledo? He's coached Burn, Toledo. real quick, I want to get your take on that, though, because I, I asked that question, and obviously you are a guy that is all over recruiting. Do you think – that those days are over for Nick Saban and those style of coaches to where they're able to go out and land big recruits and win a bunch of the national championships. Do you think, all right, man, it's worked for this long, it's going to continue? Kids want to win. Right. Right? I mean, they want to win football games. They want to be in a spot where they know they're going to go there to win games. Mm -hmm. Whenever Saban retires, and I think he's got Benjamin (laughs) Button disease or something, because he seems like he's getting younger every single year, and I don't think he's getting older. Mm-hmm. So either A, has Benjamin Button disease, or B, sold his soul to Satan. Right? <laughs> What's more likely? Maybe all of the above. Right? All right. So when, whenever he leaves, it, it it's someone that he handpicks is going to be taking over for him. Right. I think what's interesting is that when you look at the Bama assistant coaching staff tree right now, there's a lot of guys, Kirby, Smart, and Pruitt, and all these guys going to be in head coaches, right? But there doesn't seem to be like a guy that he's grooming to really be his guy. I think when Ryan Day took over at Ohio State, everyone kind of uh, who pays attention to the program sort of had an idea that there was something different mm-hmm. about Ryan Day 
And it was like, okay, maybe this is the guy to take over for Urban whenever he's done. Mm -hmm. But we all also knew that Urban had never been anywhere more than seven years. And so you had this idea that, well, it may not be too far down the road for when that happens. Saban doesn't seem to have that sort of like mentorship relationship with his assistants. And it's more like he's a rehabilitator of guys like uh, um, Steve Sarkeesian and and guys like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's more like. I'm going to bring you in here. Right. I'm going to bring you in here. I'm going to fix your career and send you out. But they're trying to take bits and pieces of what Saban's done, but they can't really do it on their own. Um, But, you know, who who takes over for him is more important than what, you know, if kids like that style. Right. No, no, nobody likes to be told they're an asshole all day long or or like, you know, told they suck. And, you know, Ryan obviously is different than Urban Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways in the psychology of how he handles kids and, you know, the carrot or the stick and how you handle, you know, discipline and that sort of stuff. But who takes over for him is far more important than, uh, you know, is Bama going to continue that? Because if it's somebody that Saban handpicks and has taught and groomed, Mm Um, then I, I don't see why they would slow down. The, the SEC has clearly uh, a pretty obvious way that they build programs um, on the uh, <laughs> recruiting side of things, and Bama is in a, in a pretty good position. They There's no reason to think that they're going to fall, Go especially as more and more programs uh, and the, the name and image and likeness and that kind of stuff starts to push through. These kids are going to have an opportunity yeah. to go to places like that uh, and, and the reasons that maybe other programs in the SEC get bolstered and boosted in the last handful of years won't necessarily be a problem. So stay right there on that track. I got another question I want to ask you. Like you talk about that 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 NCAA rule where they're going to be able to make money off their name and likeness. Do you see it being a situation where people still go to the Ohio State's and the Alabamas and you know whatever the top school is because they can win? Or now do you see this thing opening up even more? further because now we're going to see people going back to SMU because they have the money to be able to get this kid some marketing money. Well, you go where you're going to be able to win because where you win is where the most money is going to be. So right. you okay. know, Ohio State and Alabama and Texas and USC, all these schools that are, are going to be – uh, they're going to be still at the top because mm-hmm. they're the programs that have the biggest alumni base and the and the most influence. And you know, I think where you do see that opportunity is like – Texas A&M or someplace like that. Go to Stanford, right? Well, no, Stanford. (laughs) You can you can be a a sponsor for Google. (laughs) But like you look at A&M. Let me think about these big oil dudes in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, uh, if you want to put your face on a oil rig for us, right? We'll give you this amount of money as long as you're at Texas A&M. We're not going to dive into all that. Like, I think that there's way too many uh, rabbit holes that that can go down in a negative way. But it's pretty clear that. The programs that are the biggest and best programs now are going to capitalize the most on that because these kids have a much better opportunity to make money at those spots than they would elsewhere. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, man, I know we jumped all over the place right there, man, and we even oh, got I'll off. Get you, I, I, got, I got a way to get you back on track to bet DSI. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> you talked about, talk about players, coaches, yes. Ryan Day being a players coach. Absolutely. Uh, the, the top three coaches in the Big Ten right now, James Franklin, Jim Ryan, Harbaugh, Ryan, Ryan Day. Day. All three players coaches. Yeah. They're all three players coaches. Speaking of Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against uh, Indiana this week on the road. Uh, Shea Patterson already kind of dismissed this Indiana game, said that uh, they know they got Indiana on the road, but they're looking forward to Ohio State. So, Oh, my gosh. Indiana will beat them. You got Indiana just in the upset. I, I yes. was I was thinking about it. I'm not going to go that far. I think they cover that, though. I, I think it. Indiana covers as well. I'm not going to go as far as upset. I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm only saying that because um, ever since we – 
whooped them pretty bad. Indiana's been playing pretty good overall, and I just think with players talking how they're talking, they they're 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 looking ahead. Like, why the hell is Shea Patterson even saying anything at all? <laughs> right. That's my thing. Yeah, he he said it though. I, it was on video. It like, wasn't bro. like a quote that I saw. Maybe like right. somebody. Made hey, it up. No, when it you real. have that mindset, bro, and. If a team come out ready to play, bro, you will get rolled over. You, you know, know Indiana. You know Indiana's seen that. We mm-hmm. didn't. We didn't have some games like that where we, you know, shoot Ohio State, Purdue games like that. You like, uh, I'm looking yeah, past that. I, I didn't. Shut up. Not me. Uh, he, he scored a touchdown on Kent State. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all get the big picture, man. I, I, that's why I'm taking Indiana. All right. Uh, there's a like I said, not a lot of good games. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M at Georgia. Georgia's a 13 and a half point favorite. Oh man, they they they're not gonna cover that. I yeah. think they're gonna win, but I don't think they cover. That. I don't think they cover either. I do think they win the game. Um, although man, I still got issues, man, with uh, Texas A&M head coach. I just don't know about Jimbo, man. I don't know what happens there down it's the line right or what. But Jimbo, I don't know. Last game, Baylor is a five and a half point favorite against Texas. Oh, yeah. Texas Tom like is struggling, man. I like that. Give me Baylor in that situation, yeah, man. Baylor's, Baylor's been rolling. looking good. They rolling Baylor's right now. Baylor's been looking good. I'll take that one, man. So make those bets. We make them at BetDSI.com. Check them out. Um, use promo code BD100. Mm-hmm. Baylor should be undefeated, man. They, they they struck out against Oklahoma in the second half. Yeah. Man. They're up so big. Bro, that was a crazy game, too, speaking of that. Yeah. Speaking of that, Oklahoma, watching them come back. And, and what was the score? What was the score at halftime, the largest league? It was 31-10 at one point. It was 28-3, though. 28-3. So I saw something oh, where yeah. 28-3 is like the worst, yeah. the worst the Patriots. amount to be up in a game if you're winning because mm-hmm. whoever's up, whoever is Falcons. Atlanta was beating, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The Fal- it was somebody else, too. That yeah, was the third one. I can't remember what it was. It was the third one. Yeah. But teams are coming oh, back. Oh, Michigan State, Illinois. Was that what it was? Oh, yeah, 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 Michigan yeah, State, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, Michigan yeah. State was a 28-3. 28-3, bro. I don't ever want to see those numbers if I'm coaching a team and I'm up that much, man. Hey, I'm going in the locker room like, look now. <laughs> bro, I might just go for like two or something like right. that, man, just so I can, <laughs> you know, escape being in that 28-point mark. Right, man. Hey, um, I know we still talking about college football, man. I want to get your opinion on, uh, you know, obviously uh, Tua had a had a, a very, very bad injury um, this past weekend. Right. And, you know, he's a guy who has the opportunity to, you know, go to the next level right now. Um, he's in a tough position. Um, if, if you were in his position though, would, would you, you know, get healthy, come back and play another year? Or would you sit out, get healthy and then go ahead and enter the draft? No, I mean, I think you got to look at it like, okay, you're Tua, you've came out, you've won a bunch of games for Alabama. You've, uh, you know, look like the best quarterback to ever come through the University of Alabama, and I don't know how long. Yeah. Um, what do you have left to prove? This situation is probably going to hurt his draft stock. He's probably going to be, I don't know, maybe second or third quarterback taken. I still think he goes in the first round mm-hmm. without question. Um, so if you're a GM and, you know, you have you have a you know, mid-first round, late first round. I would still take him at the top of the first round if I'm a GM, honestly. <coughs> Yeah, I, I really would. I mean, what I really like about him, man, dude is a he—he's he, a player, he's a winner, and obviously, we saw that the dude is a tough. Yeah, he's a tough competitor, but and that's what you want. And also, but you got to consider, all right, if I'm a GM, I'm making a decision, how much money is going to be yeah. slotted in that that right. situation? And but when you really look at it nowadays, in the first round, if you're paying a quarterback, let's say they, they wait, number one overall pick, and you get I don't know what twenty eight, thirty million dollars guaranteed, mm-hmm. 
that still isn't a bunch in terms of quarterback standards in the league because that's his entire contract right there. Yeah. Um, so I, I would still take him uh, early enough. You're going to want to be able to you know, say that, okay, what are these injuries that you had and what am I going to be able to do uh, to put in place for you to stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Because right. you look at his career, every year that he's been a starting quarterback, he's been banged up. He's had to have surgeries. Uh, now, I, I don't really think he should have been playing last week anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know Nick Saban said, you know, he had no setbacks in the game versus LSU, but it was already a stretch for him to be able to play in that football game. Mm-hmm. I think would have been the smart thing to do is, are right, you sitting out this next one? Hey, you get all the way healthy, and then we – because we can win the rest of these games without you. Yeah. And then you come back to when we need, when we need you. Yeah. Um, but I, now he's in a situation where, well, one, his draft stock is probably going to be – dinged a little bit Mm -hmm. then two alabama's worse off than they were because now let's say they go and run the table i think the committee and people that are making the the adjustments for them to get in that college football play offer are going to say you know what they don't have their best player so how they're really going to fare and then who's their backup quarterback we don't know we don't know you got two his little brother on the roster but i don't think he's played much this year Mm. i agree with you um in his position i mean You've proven everything that you need to prove. You won a national championship. Mm-hmm. You won all, all all these all these awards. What else do you need to prove? Get healthy. Go go make your money, man. Go make a lot Sorry, of money. And, 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 and people who get so mad at players, college players, are saying, you know what? I don't want to play in these bowl games. Or if I get banged up early on in the season, I want to you know hang it up and take it all the way. In. I mean, we go back and look at Joey Bo or Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Denzel Ward, who didn't play in a bowl game. Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at so many of these guys across the board that you know decided to not play in bowl games. If and, it ain't for the ring, man. I mean, for for the national championship, what, what, what's the point? Exactly. You Especially know. when you got these guys that are slated to go where they are. These guys all made millions of dollars. Yeah. At this point in time, you know, it's a question mark with two. This is a hip injury. Yeah. You know, that's something that's probably going to linger on. He's going to have that hip injury for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Got to do the deck, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but I just hate when people get mad at college players for doing what's best for them too. Yeah, you know that's that's why people are fans, man. They they don't know the the ins and outs, right. the, the 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 real grind, the the realness about this business, man. It's a business, you know. You, you have to be smart and, and make smart decisions. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else about college football? Yeah. What else we got across the board? I mean. There's always so much to talk about with college football. Yeah, I know, but but we kind of got off track, man. So that's why I'm like, you know, anything major, though. <clears throat> Spence? I wanted to get your thoughts on J.K. against Penn State's rush defense. I think Penn State's really good against the run. They've they obviously struggled a lot against the pass. So I was wondering, maybe this, this is like a fan question. You know, Do you guys <laughs> think Ohio State will use the pass to set up the run or still try and establish the same run game they have been every week? Because – Penn State's horrible against the pass. So I just want to know what you guys would think. And what you would do is, you know, you guys as running back, what would you prefer? Have the pass set up you guys in the run game mm-hmm. or be able to establish the run first? Well, this particular game, when I know I'm playing a team that's not very good against the pass, I want to air it out. Yeah. And I'm a running back. I know and understand that if I got a quarterback that's airing it out, they're going to be on their heels. Mm-hmm. Those lanes are going to be open. As good as our offensive line is, when we decide to run 46, 47, Dave, mm-hmm. those things are going to be wide open and we'll be hitting those lanes yeah. like no other. Yeah. So I think that situation works out the best uh, for the running back. So if I'm J.K., hey, throw the ball. I we want to throw it for the first quarter I alone. Agree. All right, cool. I agree, with, I agree with I uh, agree with Benny, but at the same time, I just feel like uh, whatever we do, I, I just feel like it's going to work. Um, that's just my opinion because I just feel like 
Ohio, I mean, Penn State hasn't played a team like Ohio State. I think we are a special team, and we're good at running the ball and passing the ball. So either way, if we want to start off running the ball, I think it's going to open up for the pass. If if we want to start off throwing the ball, it's going to open up for the run. So either either way, I, I feel like it's going to be we're going to get the job done. Yeah, no, I, I agree too, man. That's pretty much it, man, for college football. Man, where, where you want to go with this, man? Man, a lot of craziness has 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 happened. But I want to talk about this this this, this t shirt, man. I got man. What you got, man? What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got, got right this, there? I got this this cool little t shirt on, man. You know me me personally, man. I don't like to get too personal while we on the, on the pod, but I don't really like having you know too much hair on my body, <laughs> especially in certain places. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, as you can see, we got manscaped. Yeah, I see this manscaped. You see, you see your balls will thank you. <laughs> Dude, this is like an amazing product. I mean, one, they got underwear, which I got them on right now. Exactly. And I, mean, I got some on too, and, and they're honestly, super soft. Honestly, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to wear like the the cloth, right? Underwear. I can't do that. Cause and, you and this sweaty. And- if if everybody know, I like to do this type of underwear right here because it's just like relaxing compression. It's relaxing. You get some nice breeze going through there. You don't no longer. <laughs> You don't get super <laughs> smelly. You know how you, you yeah, jump right. down here and get the stinking. But nonetheless, they got something for that too. Yeah. This right here. Mm. The ball deodorant. <laughs> hey, I don't care what anybody says. It may sound a little <laughs> bit raunchy and all that stuff. But nonetheless, if you're going somewhere and you got on those super thick cloth underwear that we were just talking time, about, yeah. you're sweating yeah, yeah. and you need to freshen up because sometimes if you got something, it can seep through your pants, you got on some dress yeah, pants, yeah, something, yeah. the smell starts seeping through. Got you, you got the ball deodorant <laughs> and you got the ball spray, the mm. reviver spray. Hey, man, so check them out at manscaped.com, um, at manscaped on Instagram. We got the lawnmower. On Twitter. Too. And what do, you, what do you have for us here, bro? So this is the the lawnmower here. This is where, you know, if you want to clean yourself up. Right. I mean, obviously you got the products, but they also give you the option if, if, if you're a guy who maybe, you know, it gets the job done, but you, <laughs> you want a little clean up there also. So they got options. Moving on, man. Uh, a lot of craziness has happened in the NFL, uh, you know, o- o- over the weekend. And um, we got to talk about your brownies, man. And uh, you know, we had a we had an incident at the at the end of the at the Last end week, of the game uh-huh. that uh, it got ugly, man. And uh, I just uh, I just want to get your thoughts and see, you know, what what just get your thoughts, man. man. Just, one, that situation was ridiculous. It was the stupidest thing that I've seen in a long, long time. And I get it with football and sports, you know, tempers flare. People get pissed off. Uh, I mean, it's already a violent game as is. But, you know, once you get into scrums and all that, the, the number one rule is to always keep your helmet on. Keep your helmet on because you don't want to get <laughs> – Exactly. You never know what's going to come at you. Up. Exactly. Yeah. In this situation, we had a guy – one, we had Mason Rudolph yanking, trying to yank off the helmet of Miles Garrett. Then we have Miles Garrett yank off Mason Rudolph's helmet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to back you up because it's not funny, but if you watch that video, he was on the ground. He literally picked this man up off the ground <laughs> from his face mask. That man's strong, bro. Well, he is. <laughs> but he was the number one draft pick and one of the all-world defensive ends for a reason. Yeah. Um, but he, he rips off his helmet, and then you got Mason Rudolph at this point you got to know that you should not be charging nobody when you ain't got your helmet on. Exactly. Even if you can sit there and say, I'm trying to get my helmet back, whatever it is, don't go towards nobody that in which somebody else is holding him back as is. Mm. 
Because when you charging somebody and they already pissed off, in my mind, you want to fight. Adrenaline is going. Uh, everything's crazy. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you had a man at at the bottom of the pile trying to rip your helmet off. No, you're trying to rip his helmet off. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he ripped yours off. I'm saying, Rudolph was trying to rip his helmet off. Right. That's what kind of, in my opinion, that's what I think kind of mm-hmm. started the whole thing. He pulls him up. He has one of uh, Rudolph's linemen, you know, trying to push right. him back. You know, uh, Miles obviously gets the helmet in his hand. Rudolph comes running there for, for right. more. And, and Miles Garrett, <laughs> you know, swings and hits him. And that, that's where I draw the line at. I mean, yeah. like I said, I get everything that's going on at that moment. I, I get, you know, tempers are flared. But, like, bro, like this he was is, wrong. I mean, you're dead wrong. I don't care. He There's was no wrong. excuse for that situation whatsoever. This is the NFL. This is a place in which we already are going back and forth with the powers that be about head head injuries and concussions and, yeah. you know, the different ailments that people have outside of football once they their careers are done. And here you are taking a helmet and swinging at somebody. Yeah. Like, common I, sense tells you, like, bro, that's – come on. I, I can do a bunch of different things, but swinging a helmet at somebody and trying to hit them and not – an individual with another helmet on. It's like, yeah. come on, man. That shit's ridiculous. Yeah. Imagine if he would have just hit Mason Rudolph in the head, Mason Rudolph drops, and he's paralyzed. Yeah. I mean – Now what? There are a lot of a lot of different things that, that could have happened, and Miles was completely wrong. Um, it should have never happened. It shouldn't have even got to that point. Right. You know? um, but the thing I, I guess I didn't really like about the whole situation is, you know, this guy suspended – for the rest of the year, obviously he he gets to come out and talk today, right? And give yeah the appeal, yeah gives his appeal. But this guy is suspended for the whole year. Um, there were multiple players who were involved in the situation, and what I don't like is you know Rudolph doesn't get anything. He got a fine. He got fined, but yeah, you get fined. But this guy, how does he not get suspended for no games at all? Right. I, I definitely believe he should have got suspended for some games. Uh, in my opinion, man, Miles Garrett should be done for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me there's, wrong. There's no um, excuse for that whatsoever. Well, well, the NFL has has to do that because if they don't suspend him for the rest of the year, and it may even go into next year. Now, that's where I draw the line. I don't think it should go into next year. I think it should be done at this season. I, right. I had 10 games. I think 10 games is completely fair because whether it's the rest of the season – <laughs> the end of the season or not, I think it's you're and, a Pittsburgh fan, though, right? Uh, no, I'm a Steelers fan, but at the yeah, same time, right, right. no, your opinion doesn't matter. I spent six. <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter. So. I spent I spent six weeks in the Browns building last year. I was uh-huh. around Miles a lot. Yeah. Like my, that's not Miles. So oh, like, no, I, I mean, the guy I, just the guy just got punched in the face by. Yeah, that shit happens all the time, but nobody's swinging helmet. Swinging a helmet. That's the one so, thing. But that's what I'll say about Miles. That's not Miles. No, and that's why I think the six games at the end of the year, he's gonna walk into the office be like, "That's not me." And it's going to be done after six games. But I think like a standard suspension for something like that. If this happened in week two, I think ten games would have been fine. Right. I think ten games would be like where where it should be. But the rest of the season, just the way the season falls, I think it's that. I just want to know how much does this like? I know it's going to impact Miles. It's going to follow Miles the rest of his career. What? How does it affect the the NFL brotherhood? Like the the unwritten rule of the NFL is like at the end of the day, we're all trying to get a check. We're all trying to get you know. We're all out here. Because we love the game, yeah. how much does this affect his his uh, like how he belongs in the brotherhood? Well, see, I, I don't think it really does. Uh, you guys know this better than right. Anybody, I, I so think like, right now, the, the big issue is obviously he hit him with a helmet. People are pissed off about it. He gets suspended. I think moving forward, 
He's still going to have friends in the league. He's still going to have people in the league because we're athletes. Listen, I mean, stuff falls off of our shoulders just like that. And all right, man, that shit happened. Tippers are flared. Everybody is pissed off. The issue comes into play is everybody else talking about it. Everybody else around the game talking about that specific incident. But as as the player, no, Mason Rudolph, yeah, he was pissed off after the game. I guarantee you in a couple of weeks, Mason Rudolph, oh, man, I don't got no problem with Miles Garrett. That shit happened. Because that shit happens well, he, he on already, the field, in locker rooms, in practice all the time. And, and there's no sweat off anybody's back once it's time to go play. For Rudolph to call it Bush League and cowardly, I th- I didn't think cowardly was the right word because mm-hmm. he was he was trying the to get out too. Right. Still high though. But the bush league comment was completely in line. People are like, why did he call it that? Well, I think it, that's what it was. We've never seen they the, the we, media should have never interviewed them after after. Well, they got to. I mean, I think I they get have, it, but they, they, they should have. They always, have to always interview the starting quarterbacks. So Rudolph's talking whether they he gets hit waited, right, the helmet or not. They should have waited till. Monday or something, or, or Friday. I, mean, I don't think it was a bad interview. I mean, I think he, I'm not he saying gave his opinion what, at that point. I'm not saying it was a bad or good interview. I'm just saying with, with everything going on at the time, I think they just need to I shut the he, whole thing no, down. You got to. I think got, the, I, this is the NFL. I mean, you're right. a professional athlete. You got to be able to get beneath the surface, especially when something like this happens. Hey, I want to know what the hell was going on. Yeah. And Miles had no control over the, what part of that helmet hit Rudolph. Right. If that helmet's turned 10 degrees, I mean, Are you splitting them wide that's open? a that's that's an ambulance ride on the on the field and everything. That's yeah. ugly. Yeah, but, That's but, real ugly. To answer the question, though, I, I don't think it affects Miles uh, in terms of the, the on-field and the players within the locker room and the players within other teams. But, unfortunately, the way that the world is set up is going to follow him his entire career because you're always going to have people that talk about what happened then on that Thursday night game. And, hell, this is the first time that we're looking at a situation that happened like this. Yeah, you can go back and look at the, you know, Bill Romanowski and all that extra stuff, but I don't think we remember Bill Romanowski taking off his helmet and splashing him down on the head. Yeah. So this is a situation of its first, and people aren't going to forget it. Just like people aren't going to – well, I don't think people really forget some of the shit that Indominus Sue did. I remember he was playing the Green Attackers, and man, he dude, just stomped, stomped on the guy. People out, so man. people will never forget that, and that type of stuff will follow him forever. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, still in the league too, right? Yeah. I mean, he's irrelevant though, man. It's crazy. He's making like $10 million. $10 I know he's making dollars. that money, but I'm saying – he. You don't really hear too much about him, like. Yeah, Dominic Sue was a, a good ass player. Still, yeah. it's, it's probably like in his tenth tenth year. It might be longer than that. Yeah, no, no, it's probably about ten somewhere in there. Hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that situation was ridiculous. I think the league has handled it accordingly. I just don't want them to, you know, start go overboard. Hey, go overboard! Don't start bringing tra- filing charges and things like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a situation that happened on field. He wasn't hurt any further. Thank God. Um, but you deal with it accordingly. Let the the, the, uh, the commissioner and everybody uh, that, that makes the decisions figure out the punishment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another funny thing was was Pouncey's, uh, Pouncey's interview after the game was just hilarious to me because mm-hmm. they like, so, uh, yeah, Marcus, so uh, what happened out there? He was like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I blacked out. I blacked out. You know, I blacked out. So do you think Miles Garrett should be uh, suspended? Oh, yeah, he should be suspended for the, the uh, rest of the year. Dude, you just said you blacked out. <laughs> How you remember anything? You, you blacked out. But he remembers his quarterback getting hit. Right. Sure. I mean, you ain't forgetting that at all. Um, but, yeah, that's that situation, bro. I mean, yeah. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was stupid. I know Miles Garrett thinks it was ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, I mean, it was. He I mean, knows yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall in behind him. People got to remember, Miles just got punched in the face by a fan, of, what was it, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yep. And, and he didn't re- uh, retaliate then. So, I mean, I, I think it was just uh, the hot in the moment. 
I think I think we can move past this. You give him you give him his games. You give him a fine, and uh, you know hopefully him and uh, Rudolph can can make up. Maybe go get some meat or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go grab a drink or something, man, and, and figure it out. But other than that, another big thing that was going on in in the league, man, is th- this whole Kaepernick si- situation. Um, Let's get super ugly. Um, honestly, I, I know. I mean, because we're all kind of in a group message. I know that uh, I think you know a lot more information than I do because I'm kind of just tired of the whole. I'm tired of the whole. I mean, thing. I think the bottom line it boils down to you know Colin Kaepernick, quote unquote, had an opportunity to work out to the league, work out for uh, a number of teams, a number of coaches, um, didn't show up because he didn't want to sign a waiver, and allegedly the waiver he, was going to prevent him from further lawsuits uh, towards the NFL and. Uh, he didn't necessarily want that because maybe there's another collusion lawsuit or something that's going to come down into play uh, moving forward. We don't know. Um, and so, so was it smart for the, for Colin Kaepernick to, you know, was it two hours or hour before the workout to to move it to a, a different location and not do? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you got people there and, and you got some coaches already in town that's going to come and watch you work out, and you know you don't want to be a part. Of uh, you know the, the the pony and the pony show with the NFL and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, do it, do it. If you believe this is going to be best for you and you and your advisors and your attorneys are going through that 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 contract and that agreement um, and that waiver, and it doesn't sit right with you, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. Whenever you you come to that common ground that you have to make a decision to where you're going to work out somewhere else, all right, so be it. And then who's to know that? Uh, who's to say that the NFL? was doing the right thing. Maybe the NFL was trying to do some undermined things and uh, lock Colin Kaepernick up and, you know, make sure that he couldn't, you know, further sue them down the line. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But this situation, all right, two parties didn't agree. But one thing I do not agree with the entire scenario is why wasn't this thing – why did – and this is what makes me question the NFL. Why did Colin Kaepernick just find out about the workout like when three days we all before? found out about yeah, the workout. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's I mean, crazy. typically, you know, all right. It do seem like it was maybe a little setup, Right. And, but when most guys are getting workouts, a team calls you about a week in advance. Oh, hey, yeah. we want to bring you in this day on a Tuesday. But to know a couple of days ahead of time, I think that's where the red flag comes into play anyways mm-hmm. is, all right, you guys tell me three days ahead of time, and then you let the entire world know. Yeah. Like, what's that all about? And then this contract I – mean, well, not a contract. The, the waiver. The waiver comes. Like, what? It- yeah, I mean, so it, it was a lot of red flags from the beginning. Um, but nonetheless, he decided to work out elsewhere. I think that's what – I mean, hell, whatever team. So, but in the big picture things, uh, you know, if, if – do you, do you really think this guy really wants to – play i don't know man i, I really don't know in my opinion this is just how i feel you know i understand he's trying to stand for something i understand that maybe some 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 things didn't line up that how it was supposed to but if this is a guy that really wants to get back into the nfl you know do what you got to do man right i mean a lot of people say that yeah do what you got to do go to the workout sign a waiver be done. Even, but you know you know if it doesn't align whatever it is that you got set forth in your business entity being yourself and moving forward then you don't i don't think you do anything that's going to compromise you yeah but but at this point why okay it, if it's about the the waiver right you know i, I, I guess just, my, I, mean, I just, guess my point is like okay if you're not working out there and you got 20 they say it was 25 teams there you show up to the to the building and if there's waiver problems, 
I, 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 I think that you, you guys figured it out while you're there. Well, I mean, I think it's something you got to figure out ahead of time. I don't think you get yeah, no, no, no. Work out and say, "All right, we'll I'm saying waiver process." What I'm saying is, okay, if you got 25 teams there, let them see all this. Like, okay, we're not agreeing on this because this well, they're is employees the of the NFL. At, at the end of the day, I mean, the teams and, and the GMs and whoever they're all under that shield. Yeah. So regardless of whatever, they got to do whatever the head of that shield is gonna say. Like I said, man, it, it was a crazy. There's, situation. There's too many moving parts. There's too many unknowns. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, you got the, the trust factor there with Colin Kaepernick not trusting the NFL. Yeah. And the NFL, yeah. you know, ultimately going to do what's best for them. So, it, it's too many different moving parts there that really have a, a detailed opinion when you don't have all the information. Yeah. Um, so, was that it, though? What do you, you mean? Think I mean? Think it's done for him? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, from what I, everything that I've read, I didn't really get the chance to see the workout on YouTube. I saw a couple of passes that he threw. Yeah. He looked damn good. Yeah. But I mean, we know. Uh, I mean, we know he can play. We know he's yeah. better than half the quarterbacks that have yeah. a, a job in the National Football League right now. But the question comes into play: Is all right? If I'm a team, do I want this headline because I know it's going to triumph just about everything? Yeah, he has support. He has a lot of support from a lot of different people. Nike being one of them. A bunch of different endorsements. But am I going to want to deal with this press, especially if all I want to do is just go out and play football? Like. That's what you have to really, you know, decide. I mean, you know what he's going to come with. That baggage is going to be there whether you like it or not. And how do you re- – I mean, is it going to be there if he was assigned six weeks later? We don't know. Could it arise at any given point? We don't know. I just – You got to deal with media. You got to deal with so many people. You got to answer so many questions when yeah. you're in the NFL. Yeah. How is he going to answer this? Yeah. I mean, there's too many unknowns. I think uh, – I mean, obviously, I hope he has opportunity, you know. Well, hell, yeah, I want to see him play. If it's now later on, you know, I, I'm – I support Cap, you know, but it's just like, you know, you got to make a decision here, I guess. It's like, I mean, if you really want to play, yeah, let's figure it out. But, I mean, it, it's just a messed up situation, man, and I just hope both his side and the NFL side, that they figure out where everybody just happy. Why, why can't we all just get along? You know, <laughs> you know that ain't going to happen, man. It's always a, a, a hierarchy that makes the decisions oh, yeah. and that controls the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the NFL has a monopoly on everything. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is in that regard. Ain't too much you can do. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Um, let's talk about your mans, man. Lamar, man. Lamar Jackson. Man. Right. This, this, this guy, him and the Ravens, man, they are freaking flocking right now. I mean, they they doing their thing right now, and I I would have to say, if I'm looking at the M, uh, the MVP race, he's got to be at the top of the list. Spence, I'm gonna need you right real quick. If you can give me Tyrod Taylor's best year in the NFL, please. And I want to say that was maybe 2015, 2016. But continue, go on. Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Go on. Where are you going with this one? Uh, I, I want you to continue uh, going on. What you were saying? No, I mean, I, I was saying this dude is. If you look at the teams that he's beat, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Um, I don't even know the list, but those those two right there, <laughs> those two right there, I think is I ain't gonna say enough, but it, it's enough. You know, we're looking at Russell Wilson, who's playing at top peak right now. Yeah, I think he's the MVP lead dog. You think he's the leader still? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's. I mean, I, 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 I mean, can't when, take, when you look I can't at, take that away from you right. because they've both been playing great. You when know, you look at like but the, I look at it when when a guy shows up 
and he beats a man and has a great game, which is Russell Wilson still had a great game that mm-hmm. game. So you still got to put that in. Yeah, back. when you look at the the, the wild factor, I mean, I think everybody's going to be enamored with Lamar Jackson and everything that he's able to do, especially when he pulls the ball down and run it. And the way that he's able to control and impact the game is is crazy to me. Yeah. It's nuts. But when you go back and look at the numbers, I mean, his rushing numbers are going to be insane. I think he's on pace to run for like, I don't know, 1,200 and some odd yards. Um, when you look at his passing numbers, I don't think that that's going to be like super gaudy to where it's going to be like, wow. He's just a good athlete, basically. With you. Well, no, I think he's a good quarterback, too. Yeah, no, no. No, no, no. But I just he's don't think great... his passing numbers are going to be wow factors to say, all right, he deserves to win the MVP because when you look at the other quarterbacks that have won, look at their numbers. And Russell... I know they're different players. Russell's going to win the MVP. I think so, too. So what I was getting at with the Tyrod Taylor deal, Tyrod Taylor's best year, what was his What was his numbers? 20 and 6, 20 touchdowns, 6 picks, 3,000, uh, right around 3,000 passing yards, uh, 568 rushing yards. So, so almost like 4,000 total yards. But I, what I was getting at it was I think that's in terms of the passing numbers, I think that's where on pace uh, Lamar Jackson, where he's on pace to be about. Mm. So you can compare his year to Tyrod Taylor's year, and there's no way that we're going to sit there and compare. And I know Tyrod Taylor didn't beat those guys. That's not what I'm saying. And I know they're completely different athletes, but they're of the similar stature, and they're going to have the similar numbers, except the, num- the Russian numbers are going to be through the roof for Lamar. It's just so easy to make to put Lamar there because – Every every game he's making the the spin move. He's made, he's got that wow factor. It's the wow factor, yeah. But I mean, the numbers when you look at the numbers and break them all the way down, it's just not there enough to be able to win an MVP. Unless you're going to sit there and tell me, okay, the MVP isn't about numbers; it's about winning games, and he's doing that. He and he's wow. As great as Lamar's been, man, like, have you watched Russell Wilson? Like, if you watch Russell Wilson this Bro, year, he's been phenomenal. I mean, I, I don't think there's a quarterback. Can't out tell. there, you can't you can't tell Mark Ingram that right now. Oh yeah, I mean those guys are super happy <laughs> for their guy, right? But I mean, Tyrod Taylor's numbers, man, over three thousand yards, twenty yeah. and six on a, on a uh, touchdown to interception ratio, and yeah. five hundred some yards rushing, yeah. and he's a backup quarterback yeah. right now. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I man. agree with you. I just had to bring that up, man, because I argue, I, I I had argued with you about this, you know, earlier in the season. I think Lamar is phenomenal. I think he's way better than Tyrod Taylor. I was just I'm not don't get me wrong, people, when you're looking at that. Yeah. Um I think he's phenomenal, but his numbers are just they're all what they are at this point. But I just wanted to bring that up because I, I know we had had a, a debate about, you know, Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick. And I just thought you was crazy for saying Oh yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna be better than Michael that, Vick. Uh he was better than Michael Vick. But now it's just like psh, man, dude is uh He's that deal. Yeah, he's he that, that deal, deal, man. But um, I don't think he's gonna win MVP this year. Yeah. But it, it, it's good to have him in the race, though. Oh, for sure. I mean, hundred percent. I, I think that's. I think that's great. Um, man, I think what he's doing for the Ravens right now is is even better. I mean, he, these guys are are rolling. They, they, that's a team to beat right Bro, now. I just keep looking at it like this, man. Not even what he's doing for the Ravens. What he's doing for quarterbacks, specifically mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Bro, can you imagine? Yeah, cause dude ain't what he what six one maybe. Yeah, like. We got Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. All right. This makes me think about okay, what would Braxton Miller look like right now if we put him at quarterback? I don't know how his shoulder is, but if he's the Braxton Miller that sure. was Russell in Wilson college in his earlier man. years, yeah. what's he going to look like now if he's at quarterback and we're not changing his position? Mm-hmm. 
You know, Brad Smith, what's he looking like a quarterback right now if we're not changing his position? Dennis Dixon, what's he looking like in the NFL if we're not talking about him just being a backup because he doesn't fit the mode of the quarterback in which they want in the National Football League? Mm-hmm. Pat White, what are we looking like right now? I mean, yeah, all these quarterbacks where the list just goes on and on and on that these guys me- could have had completely different careers if you would have had a coach and a GM like they have in Baltimore that said, you know what, forget the narrative. Forget status quo. I'm going to go with what my eyes say. And my eyes say this guy can win you some games because he's a damn good football player. But just as well as he was, all those other guys I just mentioned was. And they, I believe they can do the same thing. And now I love the fact that the, the, the narrative is changing in the league. But damn, so many guys' careers are ruined or were never even able to get going in the National Football League because of that. Man, you you talking about this just made me think about uh, the kid for from, for Kentucky. He went to my high school, Lamb Bolton. Yeah. This dude, you know, played plays – well, in high school he played quarterback. Mm-hmm. Went to Kentucky, plays wide receiver. Their quarterback gets hurt. Now he's Kentucky starting quarterback right, right. now and has been getting the job done, which is – I'm not saying that he'll, he'll play quarterback in the NFL. I mean, obviously he, he's a great athlete. But it's just crazy how you can almost put your best player on the team at quarterback. It's kind of like in high school too. And – and get the job done. Well, I don't know why for so long the NFL was saying that that shit wouldn't work with a quarterback that's running and you're worried about the door. No, it works. It gives, you, it gives you more options. Yeah, I mean, you go back and look at Colin Kaepernick, speaking of him. Yeah. Look at where he was in, what, 2014 when he first burst into the scene. Yeah. It works. He went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, probably the wheels came falling off shortly thereafter, you know, with the coaching change and all those issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, that shit works. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because I literally saw the Ravens running an option with Lamar. Eric Crouch is another one of them. They wanted to move him to receiver. My bad. Yeah, no, but, man, yeah another one of those guys that can run his ass off and oh. pass good enough. Yeah, but I seen the Ravens running a freaking option with uh, Lamar Jackson. Heisman package. And, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. RG3 bro. and uh, Mark Ringer, man. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. But yeah, man, before we get out of here, we got to bring up something. We got to bring up something. I hope you bring up what I – well, I think we're bringing up the goat. There you go. You bring up the same thing there. LeBron James. Mr. No, he changed his name to Mr. Triple Double. King King Triple Double. LeBron, <laughs> the Beast, James. When it's all said and done, man, I don't know how people are, are just when he retires. I really wonder how people are going to value and miss him. I really do because what we're seeing right now, where he's in a 17th, 18th year. It's nothing short of amazing. And now you got another guy that he can kind of defer to. But what LeBron did, he just went out and got another triple-double. But that triple-double is special because it was versus another team. And the other team being, I don't know whoever the team was, but nonetheless, what I'm trying to say is that he got a triple-double versus everybody every, in the NBA. Every, every other team. team. Nobody's ever NBA. done it. That like, is, come on, man. That is, that, that, is, that is like unreal, bro. That's like a running back rushing for over 100 yards on every on every, t- every team in the NFL. Like it's ridiculous. Dude is man. a dude is amazing, man. He He's is. a you know. I'm just glad that I was in this generation to witness t- it. T- to witness it. You know, I appreciate it. <laughs> from 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 high school, well, right. you, you probably witnessed from from Literally, elementary man. to yeah. But shout out to hey, shout out to you, goat man. man. Straight up, man. man straight Salute. up. From, Hats from, off. From Akron, Ohio to to L.A., baby, we we support you, dog. Know? <laughs> 100%, sure. man. Well, For sure. 
that's a wrap on the show, man. That's a wrap on being in the boom, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in, checking us out. It's a big week this week. Again, uh, Penn State. But also, again, at manscaped.com. Check them out. Get the ball deodorant. Get the revival spray. Get some of these comfy underwear. Allows a cool breeze to come in. And make your bets at betdsi.com. Use promo code BN100. Peace out.